Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and we are going to discuss the best or coolest tournaments to attend as a fan. And we have on the podcast a tournament expert named Bill Oaks. Bill has worked at Wake Forest University, the Winston-Salem Open, the USTA Southern Section, and numerous sports marketing firms over the last 30-plus years. Bill has been a tournament director on the ATP Tour, chaired ATP committees on television and the 250s, served on the Tournament Council, and has been an instructor at the ATP University. Bill mentioned one of his biggest accomplishments was when the Winston-Salem Open won the 2016 ATP Tournament of the Year. So we are so excited he's here, and we can't wait to hear about the best or coolest tournament tournaments to attend as a fan. Ladies, first off, thank you for having me on your your podcast. I'm so excited. But it really does depend on what you want what you want out of your experience. I think there's so many parts that make so many different tournaments really unique. I mean, if you want the best on-site facility experience to me in the United States, Indian Wells. It's just a fantastic event. The venue was great. The tournament's owned by one of the richest men in the world, Larry Ellison. So he likes sushi restaurants. So he built a sushi restaurant there that's only open for 15 days a year. And I mean, when you have unlimited money, you can make the facility and the experience just unbelievable. And so to me, if you just want what's on site, that's a great place to go. But it also depends on whether you want ambiance when you're outside the venue. Indian Wells at night, it's dead after six o'clock. Everyone's retired. So there's no like nightlife or things to do. So, you know, if you if you also want to go out to dinner after the matches, it really, you know, it sucks. But if you want the, you know, the ambiance of the city, Miami's great. But when you go to the venue, the venue is at a football stadium in the parking lot. The parking, the the courts are already sinking and cracking, and it's like you know you're you're going to a tournament in a parking lot. So it's very different. Right. Personally, I love going early in the week. I love going because you get to see more of the top players, and you get to be closer up front. Because if you're going early in the tournament, everything's not in the stadium. Keep in mind if if you go on a stadium court, most stadium courts, not all, you're sitting pretty far away from the matches. You don't get to experience it. You also don't get to go to practice courts and see the players practicing. You don't get to see their personality. I mean, I look at a player like Benoit Pair, who's ranked, who's been ranked as high as like 20 in the world. The guy on court is crazy. He breaks rackets. He yells at you. He curses at fans in, in French. But off court, he's like one of the nicest guys. And he talks to fans and he signs autographs and he takes pictures. So, But you don't get to experience that if you're only going late in the tournament. Yeah. So I, I think that people need to make decisions on, do you want to see the top players or do you want to see lots of matches? I, I much prefer to go early in the tournament, see the personalities, see them practicing. You get to go on side courts where you can literally be on the fence. You can be – sometimes you're in the match because you're sitting so close that the ball comes to you and you know, you're having to dodge. There's all sorts of really cool and fun things about going early in the tournament that I think are just missed by people that are going. I mean, you know, Erin went to the Charleston event like the last couple of days because she's a snob. She only wanted to see the best players. <laughs> so, but for me, I, I'm a, That's you know, I'm a blue collar guy in this respect. So I like to go and see and experience it. And if you go late in the tournament, you don't get to see fights among players as much. I mean, the fun stuff is really at the beginning. And the tournaments I love to go to, I mean, Indian Wells in the United States, I love to go to. 
Um, you know, yes, Winston-Salem, it's my tournament. It's tournament that I started. But, you know, Winston-Salem, Washington, you get to be up close if you're on the outer courts. You get to go see a lot of practice. It's it's good. They traditionally get pretty good players. You know, some of the tournaments are just really hot. I mean, Washington is abysmally hot. I also, there's one thing I don't like about Washington is that you, there's no, on, there's very limited on-site parking. So you have to take a shuttle bus. And that's just a hassle. You know, that's one of the negatives about some of the tournaments that you have to take a shuttle bus to or the curb to curb experience of going to a tournament makes so much difference. But, you know, if you want to go for fun, like Acapulco, the Acapulco tournament has great players. Uh, It's held at a resort. So you're all within the space. So you can walk from your hotel room to the venue. And after the matches is really when the fun begins. They have a party that goes on until six or seven in the morning every night of the tournament, where players and spectators and sponsors all show up, and they have a breath. You know, they serve breakfast, and matches don't start till later in the day, like two, three, four. So you can still, I mean, for some of us that you know are AARP worthy, uh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's hard to stay up, at, you know, till five in the morning. That's yes, me. I know, Erin. It's a good move. Right. Um, yes. Carolyn's you know, not, you, you, but she's the same way. She doesn't want to stay up till five in the morning. Yeah, I go to bed pretty early. So, yeah, but, you know, you well, then you but you sleep in late, and then you just adjust your schedule a little bit. Um, right. You know, I I think that you know if you're going to go, you know, another really cool event in the United States is Houston. A lot of people don't go to it, but it's a you know ATP event in in April. They have really cool uh, ladies' day. They've got a fashion show. There's it just depends on what you want. I will say the best tournaments I've ever been to. Um, yes, Wimbledon is off the off the chart. I I recommend if you're a tennis fan, find a way to find a time to go. It, it's I get it's not around the corner, especially if you're in the United States, but it, the ambiance, the tradition is just really cool. But make sure I always say go early in the day so you're there when the when the gates open, so you can go watch practice and you can go get a good seat on a side court and. Uh, go early in the tournament because there's just so much going on. And um, and it's just, if you're not going to buy tickets for center court or for court one or court two, which all have separate tickets, you need to really think about going and finding and finding a seat and camping out on some of the side courts. It is, it's amazing. I think the strawberries and cream are overrated, but it's just an amazing thing to do. Um, you know, Go drink some champagne and have a ball. It is so much fun. Yeah. And then you can leave. And, you know, it, London is just a great city to to wrap other stuff around and sightseeing, all those kinds. So you can make a week out of it. Same with Paris. But uh, I will say Monte Carlo, I know that people that just want to throw down, have got cash to throw down cash. Monte Carlo. Because if you've seen the vid- the visual of from the end of the court over the med, mm-hmm. if you watch it on the Tennis Channel, you can't beat that in person. It, it's amazing. You, all the hotels are walking distance. It's just, it, it's it's by far my favorite event I've been to anywhere in the world. Um, and it's just, it's so exciting. So you call yeah. me a snob, but you've been to Monte I, Carlo. I, That's well, pretty much the snobbiest one you can get. I, it pretty much is. Um, it is. <laughs> so, you know, I am a snob. Um, I, I like to look at what people are wearing in the stands at Monte Carlo. Yes. It, That's it, when I know I don't belong. <laughs> well, I mean, and Rome, which is going on right now, you know, is just finished is a great event to go to. The, the you know, the experience on site is great. But I think that, you know, in the United States, when I look at it, I really balance it out with, you know, going early to see a lot of players, 
But if I want to see Novak or, you know, Rafa, you got to pick, you know, like an event like Cincinnati is a great event. That's what I was going to ask about. Um, yes, it's a great I've event like that. It's two weeks before the Open. Mo- all the top men and women play. Yes, there's exceptions periodically, but it's a great event to go to because it's a wide open site. Lots of courts. You can see a lot of practice. Yes. Um, you mentioned Cincinnati. I have heard that that's one of the, and maybe there's a lot of tournaments this way, but I've had friends go to Cincinnati that have said it's so cool because the players like walk around on the grounds. Like you could literally run into Federer as he's going to his interview or, you know, whatever it is. So do you, do you find that at other tournaments? I think at the smaller events, take the grand slams out and uh, Miami and Indian Wells out. But I think almost every other tournament you'll experience, you can see players walking the grounds. I've watched this all the time where players would be walking around and fans are, if they're not carrying a racket bag, fans go, I recognize that person, right. but I'm not sure why. And the person will just, the player just walks right by. Right, right. Um, but keep in mind, if you want to see the top players, men and women, traditionally they play at night at most venues. So if you're going to go, keep in mind that they're going to play at night. You know, and you can figure that out. Like if you're going to Atlanta, you should know that the top four seeds are not going to play until Wednesday or Thursday because of the way the scheduling is done. So that so the top four seeds in Atlanta all get first round buys. So they don't play till Tuesday till Wednesday or Thursday. And they traditionally play the, the best matches at night at seven o'clock. Same thing in Charleston, same thing in Cincinnati. You're gonna want to go see them plan appropriately, you know they have to play Sunday, Saturday, Friday, because that's quarterfinals, semifinals, finals on tournaments that are single week. Then you can start backing up and seeing who's going to play and what your balance is and and what what your likelihood to see the top players are. So there's so many different little intricacies that make it really cool and fun to be able to see. I, I, I do like seeing the top players, but much more importantly, I love seeing the rest of the guys and gals. I love going and seeing, you know, whether it's a Victoria Azarenka or a Coco Golf that may not be ranked in the top five um, on the women's side. Or I have lots of friends who play on the men's tour because I've been an ATP tournament director for so I'd rather go see them and cheer them on. And that really does drive my decision-making process on when I go to events. And I'm lucky enough that if I go to an event traditionally, I get a credential, so I'm not buying a ticket. But I'm, you know, time snob. is still important. Snob. Um, He's a snob. He's a snob. He's a snob. Check. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, but I, but time is precious for all of us. Right. So you 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 can't get back time. So thinking about how to best use your time at these events is really important. And you know, when you're there, plan ahead. Don't show up at. Don't plan to show up at six fifty to watch a seven o'clock match. Get there a little early so you can get your drinks. You can see the site. If you want to go buy a souvenir, you want to go see. Some of them have really cool um, experiential opportunities around the venue that you want to go do, whether that's, you know, whether that's an interview session. I watched uh, one with Pam Shriver and Tracy Austin in Charleston, and it was fun. They were taking questions. For, and how often do you get to ask players, you know, historical players like that, questions, and then it being very one-on-one, so much fun. It, it really makes those things fun. And a lot of the tournaments have that, that you get to experience and go do stuff. Uh, I'm working on a new event that was just announced this week in San Diego, which is a WTA 500 event because they because of what's going on in 
China, they're moving the 1,000 that was in Wuhan to Guadalajara, Mexico, they announced this week. And so I helped a group in, in San Diego acquire an event from Europe to bring an event back to the United States. And it's in San Diego, and it's a 500, so it'll feature a lot of the top players before they go on the women's side. So if you want, I mean, it's another opportunity to go to a small venue. And San Diego's cool. I mean, let's just San be Diego's honest. Beautiful. I mean, San Diego's cool. You can go play. Yeah. You can go to cruise over to La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club. Snob. Um, <laughs> to go see, you know, to go play some tennis. By the way, unbelievable place. Um, yeah. Um, a marine room, La Jolla Beach Tennis Club. I would say snob, but they wouldn't let me through the door. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they're like, Bill who? That's exactly you- right. I'm, I'm, like, do, I'm like, do you know who I am? And right. they're like, no, we don't. Are you lost? Um, <laughs> do you have some idea on we could find who you're belonging to? Do they have any idea uh, what month that will be? Will that be that like is October 10th October. through the okay. 16th or 8th through the 16th? So, but um, to be a little more local for you guys, going to challengers like in carry, you get to see maybe players that won't be at that are not going to be guys you see on the on the tennis channel regularly playing at slams. They're guys and gals that at challengers that traditionally lose in the first round. They're the ones that do a patch deal with Ray-Ban, you know, for that's been that's been taped on their shoulder that they can be a they can be a sacrificial lamb to Roger Federer or Serena Williams in the first round uh, at seven o'clock at the U.S. Open. Um, those are the type of people you see there. But again, it's fun, it's exciting, and you and you get to enjoy it. And that's really what I think are the really fun parts of going to events. We really appreciate Bill being on the podcast. We have another episode with Bill where he will discuss things to watch at professional tournaments that will help your adult recreational game. If you have any other suggestions for tournaments we should attend, please let us know. You can message us on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon. <laughs>